I'm dispensers of pets, going out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts, you might be a Trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch, turn to the letter F in your dictionary, and add this word to your vocabulary, take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy, damn it Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby, I'm a nerd over drive, I was and here's your host, the lunatic you may be looking for, Derek McCaw. This is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Because he's crazy. It is Wednesday, June twenty second, and we are podcasting about that. I am. We are podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games two seven two five El Camino Real Suite one hundred four in Santa Clara, California. Are you sure about that? I am. Okay. Uh, to so my right, as long as you say yes, then I will accept. To it. my right is the, my announcer, Lon. Aren't you glad you used Sure Lopez? Are you sure about that? I am. Okay. <laughs> and across from me is Moral Compass and podcast producer Rick. I can use Sure in a sentence. Brett Snyder. He, that, that was cheap. That wouldn't have gotten oh, away. No. You wouldn't have gotten away with that in the spelling bee. No. Sure. S U R. S H U R. Come on. Oh, no. Jesus. All your years in a band. What? Yeah. I can't hear you. Anyway, uh, yeah, you can hear me. You, you're responding fine. We've got some comics news. we got some movie news. we got some TV news. Let's talk about comics first, shall can we? Can we be a little more excited about it, though? I, I'm sorry. That was like a mellow push. He's doing that, the you know whole I mean? Bing Crosby thing. I now. feel a little mellow. Boo, 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 boo. Just, you know, there we go. Okay. Let's talk oh, about comics. Something just uh, flipped on here. So, uh, um, let's talk about comics. Uh, of course, last year, we, uh, last year or seven months ago, we reported on the death of the Comics Code Authority. And, uh, he died? He did. Mr. Oh. Comics Code Authority. Oh, no. Jim Comics Code Authority. I believe Poor that was guy. a Czechoslovakian name. Um, and uh, got so frustrated. Yes. Uh, well, our thoughts and prayers. But it was announced, uh, announced uh, this week that Image Comics is going to institute their own rating system beginning on July books. Whoa, July. whoa, wait. Whoa, whoa. Hold the phone. Yes. How do you rate a book like, say, The Walking Dead? I would rate that M. M. 18 and up. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So whoa, whoa, whoa. How would you rate a book like Invincible? I would probably rate that T, teen, 12 and up. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. You waited because you knew there was another I, one coming. I, I, how I, would you I know rate the rhythms a book, of you. How would you rate a book like, was it Super Dinosaur Man or something like that? Yeah, just Super Dinosaur. Super Dinosaur. I would rate that E for everyone. Oh, so that's how the rating Is there another works. rating you'd like to throw out there? Savage Dragon. Uh, I might rate M. that T+. Plus, oh. 16 and up. Oh. Okay. So there's four. Interesting. There's four levels to their ratings. How, we, how, we've done them out of order. But how quaint that we... E, T, T+, plus, and M. Apparently the same uh, system that DC has been using for their books. But, they're not, of, but they're not open Was it printed it though, in right? invisible ink on the cover Let's or what? Let's pull out a DC book and see. Let's pull out our DCs. Here on the bottom, it does indeed, on the Young barcode. Justice, it does say by the barcode, rated E for everyone. Wow. That and, and that was Perry. So no What's your official title here, Perry? I love that. Co-manager. No parent could ever miss that I'm, on buying a book. And by no parent could miss that, you meant, of course, every, every parent. parent could. Uh, no, no. You know what parent would be able to see it? Uh, Android parents, because they scan barcodes. Ah, okay. Let's see. And and Zatanna is a T for T plus. Uh, T plus. Yes. Sixteen and I up. think it's a T for something else, which makes me totally glad I bought this book. Oh, totally. Okay. Um, so T for totally. Or like, never mind. Okay. Don't. Okay. Thank you. It's a personal it's favor restraint. to me. It's, it's a personal favor to me. It grows character. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's going to be showering. So, um, what's that? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know uh, so anyway, that's it. and I think that's probably overdue for Image for exactly the reasons Lon just uh, kind of talked about is you've got a company that's publishing Super Dinosaur and The Walking Dead and all in the oh, same and they're doing a crossover week. too, right? Uh, <laughs> the Walking Dead Super Dinosaur. I like it. They're by the same guy. It's Robert Kirkman yeah. doing both. So uh, that makes that makes a lot of sense to me. He can build the coordination of the so two storylines. So it, it, it yeah. again makes sense that they would finally institute a, a, a rating system. Uh, hopefully, 
And it starts on next month's books, so we'll see if they are a little more conspicuous with their ratings than DC ha- has been. I well, would, if they were smart, they would put it outside the barcode where people could actually see it. Well, I would say it. put it right by, you know, maybe the top right corner or something big. You know what I wish they would bring back to comics? I don't And maybe you can tell me if they do this in comics. 12-cent books? No. Oh, gosh, yes. Remember the old comics where they used to put the little heads in the corner so you could see who was yes. in the book or whatever? No, yes. Marvel did that. Marvel yeah, did that. Marvel did that. I used to love that. DC played around with it when they were doing first doing bookstore sales like B. Dalton. Yeah. That was a long time ago when B. Dalton booksellers were still around. Dalton. Marvel did it, and they also had a sense of humor about it too. Yeah, at times. And, yeah. I, and I, and well, I, later on, but I mean, like in, in fact, the 70s actually, and 80s. Thank you, actually, Lon. That is coming back from Marvel, and I'll tell you why. Oh, uh, I I'd almost I had missed this. Oh, Didn't yes? write it down, but because um, uh, Barnes and Noble has entered into a much larger deal, I think, with Diamond, and they're and they're going to expand their comic book rack offerings. They're just going to have when you walk into a Barnes and Noble, and you have the the magazine rack it's all the way at the bottom that uh, they put those books they're going to put them they're going to rise them up. up they're having a complete of the new comics. comic section and so marvel has responded is responding to that by changing at least for the bookstores ah. um not only that th- for 3.99 they're creating this is like seven or eight new titles like marvel super adventures marvel superheroes but with the characters in the side, like the old, uh, right. the old style, the old and then it's actually it's actually style. three issues of different titles, almost the way they reprint things in the UK. In the UK, yeah, I was going to say, and so they're doing that for Barnes and Noble here. Okay, so that's for three ninety nine. Cool. That's kind of cool. I you like can that get three long. books worth of of it's reprint material. As long as it's mm-hmm. only reprint, as long as they don't start doing crazy stuff like throwing an extra extra art or anything like that. Then you, that could, you have to go cry. only to Barnes & Nobles yeah. to get, yeah. Uh, well, but I, but I think it is overdue. I think DC should respond to It'll be really cool that. while Barnes & Nobles is still around for another six months. That's Borders you're thinking of. No, I'm just saying. Barnes & Noble's doing okay. Where Borders goes, where um, Borders falls, so does Barnes & Noble. And then we'll be left with no bookstores. Exactly. Thanks a lot. Uh, there are more than just Rick and myself that read. What? what thanks a lot, Kindle. No, okay. Yeah. Thanks a lot, iPad. I would say actually, Barnes Noble is going to stay alive because they have the Nook, which is also which the, the is their, their ebook the reader, the Nook, which is doing oh, quite I well. I thought you said Nanook. I understand. But I'm like, what? Barnes Noble's got Eskimos so now. They do. They oh, do. Okay. Uh, they prefer to be called Inuit. Oh, okay. sure. Sorry. So, so to all our Eskimo listeners out Queen there, the Inuit. I'm very sorry. Okay. Everybody's going to. So anyway, that's that was a coach point, and I think DC should follow suit. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. wait. With uh, putting We're characters putting on there, on there so that people people know what's what they're getting hey, we into. All like, never mind. I For the casual that. reader uh, or the person that in say in September, if you were to relaunch every book with a number one, mm-hmm. yes, maybe the person that's coming into the bookstore because they heard about it on the news, yes, maybe they could uh, look on the rack and uh, see a corner. Maybe if they go into Barnes and Noble and see a DC book, they would. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. I think part of Marvel's deal was there can't be any DC books on the same shelf with them. So. I don't think that's true. I just made it up. That would be I, really I, I, hard to enforce, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, but if they were smart, that's what they'd do. Yeah. Well, I just think in general in marketing, I'm noticing this, that I, I just think Marvel does a better job of getting out to the people. You know why? Because Marvel likes comics. to crack skulls. No, because Marvel's we'll owned by Disney. do the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Uh, Marvel's owned by Disney. They put one of them in the morgue. We put two of them in the morgue. I don't know how that goes, but that's what I'm saying. Wow. One of them in the hospital, two of them in the morgue. Comics. And three to get ready. So go, cat, go. Anyway. Uh, I think I can understand putting comics in the hospital, but not in the morgue. No. No. Yeah. What about Dead Man? Touche. Thank you. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, let's talk about books that are, uh, speaking of Dead Man. Oh, transition. Today, sold out completely here from Elusive Comics and Games and ordered very heavily, Death of Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, yes. wait a minute. They're bagged. killing characters. Bagged. Uh, you know, and if you don't want to, if you don't want to read, uh, you know, you can look online because actually Marvel yesterday put the spoiler pages of the actual Death of Ultimate Spider-Man in a national newspaper. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So I've already read those two crucial pages. I don't need to open my bag. I didn't buy it. That's, you know, I, I think everybody should go out and buy it because knowing how comics work, we'll never see Ultimate Spider-Man again. So uh, It'll be a new character 
wearing the suit. Yeah, but okay. It's, uh, sure. But I think you should buy it and keep it in the vault next to your um, Superman number 75. It's all bagged. It's bagged. Up. Right. That uh, everybody owns. That, shh, oh, okay. Shh, trying to save comics. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Everybody, come and run it. Thanks a lot, Kindle. And put it next to your Spider-Man with Obama on the cover. Um, yeah, those are hot. And the Johnny Storm death one, too. That was a good one. That one actually was pretty good. Well, I'm just saying. You could save them with each other. Yeah, okay. That's true. Keep them together with your X-Men one, your Spider-Man foil covers. Oh, I forgot about that yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. Lots of good times. That was great. Um, so we're going to go back in time a little bit. Uh, it was, in, it was now say that after 52 number ones come from DC, Marvel in October is going to go back to 1959. And they're oh, going God. to to do uh, Avengers 1959, written and drawn by Howard Chaikin, a five issue miniseries. Care to guess who your who your Avengers in 1959 would have been? Um, Agents yes. of Atlas. I'll guess right now. Which was my reaction, thinking, "Oh, I kind of like Agents of Atlas. I would put them back in 1959." Howard Chaikin doing them. Interesting. Go ahead, take your. They're going to be Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Scarlet Witch. And whoever else is in uh, no, the no, movie. No, I'm going to say they're potentially oh, okay. they're, they're characters that would potentially have been around in 1959 if there had been a Marvel. Oh, so you mean they're literally going, if the Avengers existed in this current continuity there's in a the team, 50s. There's a team of heroes. Oh, well, so I shouldn't oldies. say there's a team of characters in 1959 that will be coming together to form the Avengers and in Ed 1959. And uh, the Beach Boys. Um, That'd be These 60, are real 10. Marvel characters though, right? Yes. Yes. Who are the oldies? Um, I will, well, Nick Fury's been around. So no, Nick Fury's not part of it. I will name one. I, I think it's kind of the most obvious. Wait, let me think. Let me think about oh, it. I don't know if we have time. Um, Captain America. No, because he'd be on ice. Okay. Yeah, Regardless. Yeah. Namor. Namora. Namora. His cousin, his cousin yes. Yeah, because Namor didn't come back. He was in his uh, yeah, he was amnesiac, his memory amnesiac state. state. So, Namora. Uh, Toro. No, that'd be a good guess. Um, I'm really being a jerk because there's no way you'd guess the other two. It's only three. Oh, there's only three of them? Three. Three yeah. Avengers? Yes. Batman. Um, Moon Knight. No, I, let me give you one and then see if it'll spark the other. Okay. Okay. Sabretooth. Wolverine. No, no. Sabretooth. Tiger. No. Oh. Um, Craven. Craven the Hunter is the third. What? Hey, that was my reaction <laughs> looking at that press release, too. But it's Howard Chaykin. I'm sure it's going to be a sexy adventure. Craven? Sabretooth? Wait, is this in continuity, or is it just a funny what uh, I'm going to assume it's in continuity. They're all characters that conceivably could have, have existed. have at that time. Could have existed in 1959. So they're going to retcon that Sabretooth. And, wait a minute. I thought... Avengers didn't exist. I'm before. afraid your eyes are about to bleed. You're but but I thought the Avengers didn't exist until Iron Man, Hulk, and all the original no, 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 members came you're, together. You're making a big mistake, and that is that they actually call themselves the Avengers or anything like that. It could just be the title of the book, right? Because there is a. I mean, but you were on the right track when you said like there was a what if. There was an old what if of the Avengers that formed in the 1950s, which then Marvel said kind of did happen. Yeah, it was like hmm. 3D Man and three, 3D Man, uh, Namor. Namora was one. Uh-huh. Um, Venus, uh, Gorilla the Agents Man, of Atlas, the Agents yeah. of Atlas. Yeah. Mm. So, and they retconned them and said, and said, yeah, that yeah. did happen, and that was Agents of Atlas. Sure. So, this but like is, Avengers themselves, yeah, like th- they started. It was all Tony Stark, because yes. then Tony Stark pushed for like government yes. clearance. I think I think it's quite else. possible that they will never say in context of the story they will never call themselves Avengers. It's just that if they put uh, Avengers on the title. Whoa, we, we they stopped. They sell a lot of books. We stopped because there's a there's an invader. Nate in Costa, studio. sit down. Hey, special guest of the podcast. Gentlemen, how's it going today? It's it's good, Nate. You got some headphones here for you. Do you want some antihistamine? I would like some. No, I thanks, know. Derek. I'm good. I just oh. had a frog in my throat. Oh. Mm. Eesh. <laughs> and I actually had frog in my throat. So. Okay, well. Uh, so we were just talking about Avengers 1959. No Red Hulk. Uh, no Red Hulk. So it's a book that Nate Costa might conceivably look at. Is there going to be an Avengers 1979? Oh, that'd be great. Who would those be? Who would your Avengers Smashing Pumpkins. No, no, no. Because if you say it, in a year Marvel will do it oh, and will okay. not pay you anything. So go ahead. Look, Come on, Mr. Donald. Well, I want Avengers 1969. Okay, who would be in 1969? Well, all the groovy cats from the 60s. Like. Uh, Hellcat. 
son of Satan. Because he has. Those were all from the 70s and 80s. Well, 69 is almost the 70s. Come on, guys. Did you ever substitute in a math class? No, but listen Thank to me. God. If you do 79, then they'll be 80s. If you do 69, yes. it's right there. It's Brother like Voodoo. That um, Nate, Nate Brother you, Voodoo. you've known him longer than any of us. Can you get him Did on? you follow that? Uh, no? No, I'm late to the party. I don't know what Avengers 1959 is. So. Uh, it's a miniseries? Listen book. to the podcast. Yeah, listen later. Okay. We'll let's move on. on. I can't tell you how excited I am about it. Okay, well, let's move on to, to uh, IDW <laughs> is launching a new Star Trek comic. Written by Orsi and Kurtzman, the screenwriters of the Star Trek franchise with J.J. Abrams. Can we just Abrams. get a sequel out of those guys? Uh, no, it's comic. not their fault. Uh, retelling the old episodes with the new continuity. What happens... Oh, that's kind of interesting take. It's Well, yeah, I thought I should get your reaction, then I see a different face on, on Rick's face. This is I think the, his eyes are bleeding. I, so this be. is the Abrams yes. continuity. With Chris Pine. With, with Trouble with Tribbles. Yes, eventually. So, except in this telling one, Kirk episode by episode what happened. Don't punch me, Rick. Stop. What happened in those situations? I, now I just, that they had had a changed continuity. You know what it is? It's just freaking laziness. Freaking tell some decent stories. Don't don't try and blow me away with every. Oh, the Tribbles had teeth this time. Like, isn't that oh, basically great. like Ultimate, ultimate Star, Star Trek? Star though? <laughs> I know it's Star Trek. Trek. So I mean, yeah. isn't that the same thing? Why are we? Didn't you guys I don't like know. Ultimate Except they haven't done Ultimate Star Trek. Well, they're doing it now. They're doing it now. They did Enterprise. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Why'd what you have to go Enterprise? there? Yeah. Why'd you have to go there? Yeah. Was Enterprise an alternate universe? No, it was a prequel. Which yeah. is referenced in the Star Trek movie. Which what, retconned a lot of bunch of stuff and yeah. about like all the alien great races that they had already met when they met them kind of stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we should point out today, and I'm glad that Nate, Nate sat down for this. Uh, today, Sean Becker, friend of the podcast, annual guest, mm-hmm. uh, gets his first comic writing credit. Fantastic. Blades is a, the Guild, Blades is colon, a, Blades, uh, is co-written by Sean Becker and Felicia Day. Friend and of the podcast, and he might be listening right now. Very proud of you. We are. We are. And uh, I took a look through it. I actually paid for it. And then took a look through Whoa. it. Whoa. And, wow. uh, and then brought it back. That's Jack Kirby art. That is fantastic. Going to go out on a limb here and say that Sean probably could have got you a copy for free. I know, but you know what? I wanted to support his endeavor, just as I expect him to buy a copy of Bela Lugosi. Yeah, you know what, though? He did Your tweet today expensive. that we should buy the S out of it. So I Then I did buy it. So see, I, don't, well, I bought one. Well, there you go. Probably doesn't so, want us to get it for free. I, I still want a free copy, Sean. Uh, unfortunately, I only had a chance to read about halfway through it, uh, but I, I've enjoyed it so far. Uh, so, kind of a prequel. Now, can I ask you this? If you are a fan of the Guild, it's sort of a, a prequel explaining how Bra- uh, Blades became Finn Smulders' supermodel. If you do not know the Guild, can you just pick this up and read it? I think you can. I think it's making enough jokes about, uh, j- as the Guild does, about the Does it do like a little recap MMORPG? about what the Guild is? And- uh, because it's going back in time. Doesn't, it's, it's a prequel. It's, not, it's, uh. it's a prequel leading into how they, by the end of it, okay. I assume, okay. forming in. A lot of comics references. Are there a lot of Guild comics? Right now? There have been one shots. Uh, they're doing one shots of, of all the members of the guild. Mm. So that's one of the things about prequels is that you because they go back before the established continuity, you can sell them to a brand new group of people who haven't read the previous books and to the people who have been read the previous books. Thank you. Although, I didn't know what prequels were before. I don't know that. I, you know who knows if that's going to work. Uh, it's a good I book. I'm just saying. I, I you know I I don't know who's walking into a, a store and seeing the guild and going oh you know, I like that show. They'll pick that up, hopefully. Um, Maybe they just see Sean Becker's name on it and they pick it up. That'd be awesome. What's yes. the name of that new series he directed or he directed the pilot for? My Gimpy Life? I the web series? Yeah, My it. Gimpy Life. Something My like Gimpy that. Life's coming soon with a little cameo. Think about Salazar? Or? No. <sighs> That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do like is. how Sean's name looks to be in a bolder print than both Felicia Day and uh, Andrew Curry. That might be it an also the illusion, anchor. but uh, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> looks like it's bold to me. Yeah. Uh, He's a bold guy. He is a bold guy. So, Sean, congratulations. Uh, pick it up, people. Uh, let's move to movies, shall we? Do you want to just start off by talking about Green Lantern? Have we, we all have? seen Green Lantern here? No, I'll walk away for this. Okay. Oh. All right. Oh, Bye, Nate. It was so close. We had Nate for a short time. We'd like to dedicate this <laughs> podcast to the memory of Nate. Yes. Mm. Uh, Our heart goes out to his family. Uh, yes. And the shoes. We have to put up with him every day. So we'll do it briefly. Okay. But I had mentioned on last week's podcast my concerns with it. 
Yes. Uh, agree or disagree? Uh, I thought I agreed with. I think I agreed with everything you said. I, I I might say I I don't know that the plot itself was thin. I just felt that it jumped from plot point to plot point without there was no depth to it. It was really yeah. fast. It was really fast. It did. I didn't think that. I thought is if you're just going looking for uh, a good time, uh, you know, and oh, there are all the Green Lanterns. If you want to turn your brain off, um, and it was you know, my fine. my children really loved it. Um, they're not steeped in any of the Green Lantern except for what's shown up on Brave and the Bold, um, and we watched Emerald Knights afterwards. I, mean, I and think they really liked that for just on a surface viewing. It worked. It, it, really it works very good. well as it a surfacey just... movie. I don't think that the the death knell they keep you know they're claiming now like it only made like fifty two yeah, million. You know, I was thinking about that too. I was like, who like why is that newsworthy? You know what I mean? Like, if it was because we live in a one, sad culture. Well, I was curious too. Is like with with now all the corporations like owning like all the media, you know, outlets and everything else. Do you think they're doing it in ways to like sack the competition? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do they report it I as don't news? Think so. I think no, because I the actually, reporting was so consistent across. The, the board. Uh, a lot of the negative reporting I saw was on Entertainment Weekly, which is owned by Warner Brothers. Oh, okay. yeah. so um, but I think that the whole thing because they want they want a new narrative, and that new narrative is that superhero movies are done. They because, want it, yeah, but they want to end that because X Men First Class didn't do I didn't open as hugely. But then what's missing is X Men First Class is an excellent film. Well, Green Lantern is is an okay movie. I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, um, what's missing too is that movie going is down. That's why, yeah, the, uh, you know, they're trying to sell 3D pictures. But it's not that, it's, and 3D uh, movies are down. It hasn't Absolutely. dumped that that much. I mean, this this movie just doesn't have the the second. It doesn't have enough juice for me to see a second time in a week. You know, it's and I just I'm sorry, but and I, I think the, the, the other th- those those two actors. Did not portray anyone who I would ever entrust with a f- with a flying machine. Much uh, less Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Yeah, so those two actors. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. The the cool thing about Hal Jordan. I Reynolds. The cool thing about Hal Jordan, though, is is he is icy. He is he is Iceman in the in the plane. He is he is the the cool cool under fire superhero. And I got zero of that. Yeah, but that was maybe the old. Before Jeff Johns took him over, no, he's still that way. I think, I, I think, the, I think he's more of what of what Rick likes than than what God portrayed. I, I mean, eventually, you, you know, the whole thing is it's he uh, it's overcoming great fear, um, yeah. and that yet, yeah, if if Ryan Reynolds had been Hal Jordan, just being that way, and they had not kept breaking away to moments of. It's really all just an act. Inside, he's a scared little boy, yeah. reliving the death of his father over and over and over again, which he doesn't do. But which I thought was like, wow! If every time he's about to crash, he goes into this flashback and almost kills himself. <laughs> all right. Crap! That's a bad pilot. That's it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I understand. That's like it's an expected moment. I think the thing is, the Green Lantern tried to hit a lot of moments that they thought the audience would expect instead of giving us something new. I also about think surprising the audience. Yeah, how about that? How about delighting think, the audience? I also think too, like I was delighted by some of it. Hal really Jordan's like one of his biggest threats or you know foes has been Parallax, and it's like. For his first mission, you're going to bring out Parallax? Yeah, you know they do, mean, they like, do that know, because you don't guarantee that you're going to have a second. Sure, mission. sure. I get that. I'll tell you the other thing I didn't like about the movie, and it has to do with what I liked about the movie. Mm. When Jordan is actually going into combat with Parallax, we have five minutes of terrific fight scene. That that stuff with the tossing the, tossing the fuel tanker up there mm-hmm. and then getting on the AT-AT gun yeah. and f- blowing it up and this, that fight scene was terrific. It needed to be four times as long because this is the big big critter that he's supposed to be fighting. It's it's all built up to like five minutes and then a kind of hokey way of disposing of him that I didn't really buy. <laughs> well, I mean, thank God the uh, Kilowog went over that part in the training, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, him into the exactly. sun? Yeah. How convenient was that? Look, we're only going to cover five things, but one of the things you got to know. If you're ever up against a giant space alien. Yeah, the sun is... Not yet, Nate, not yet. Um, but I liked Mark Strong quite a bit as Sinestro. He was great. Yeah. What was the, I, I was would agree with you that the post-credit thing, the twist, mm-hmm. um, is Undercuts. not earned. Unnecessary. Undercuts need to do the, that. the whole strong performance. 
Uh, but I, I, I like Jeffrey Rush as Tomare. I, I, uh-huh. I like Michael Clark Duncan as Kilowog. Uh-huh. And, and then watching Emerald Knights, going, Michael Clark Duncan is so much better than Michael Madsen as Kilowog. I don't uh, know about that. I just, I, I just like the voice. I just, you know, I, thought, I thought he played him too kind of stupid. Um, the other thing I didn't like... Kilowog has been, often been written as people think he is. Yeah. And then he turns out to be much stronger. Savvy. So. The other thing that I did not like, and maybe Nate wants to plug his ears, is uh, the fact that the Guardian, or not the Guardians, the, the, the core were all about trying to take on this this parallax, and they fail. Yeah. And then they just quit. And then when Jordan wants to go, I'm going to go do it to try to save my planet. They're just kind of like, look, buddy, we can't help you. Sorry. Well, and this has been kind of... But <laughs> you, you know go off I mean? and do like, that. But you'd yeah. be good. And the movie also... <laughs> like, you would think they would go like, well, we have been trying to stop this greater <laughs> threat, and maybe one more ring could help. And uh, Okay, I, I sure. Thought, uh, the other thing that it points out, and this is the way the comics have been for quite some time, is if you're going to say that there's one guy patrolling an entire sector... Boy, they spend an awful lot of time just hanging out together yes. in yeah, the yeah, center yeah. of the yeah. universe. At their clubhouse. <laughs> and the, and at the He-Man Womanators Club. And, then the, and at the end, too, when, like, you know, when you know, they they kind of pick him up, yeah. you know, he's just kind of like, you did a good job, kid. No, I would have been like, get your hands off of me, you, you know, you A's. That's why you have not been chosen. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. It's like all of a sudden everything's forgiven because uh, I did all the heavy lifting. This week, actually, then there's been an interview, there's an interview in Vanity Fair with Robert Smigel, who was the one who wrote the draft of the script when Jack Black was supposed to be Green Lantern. Robert Smigel from TV, Saturday TV Funhouse. Yes, was going to terrible the things about said script. Uh, yeah, well, he says that's the first draft and that he fixed some things, but... I, I did not realize that, uh, and I think nobody did when the rumor came out, everybody thought that Jack Black was going to play like Kyle Rayner. Mm. And it's actually just the, the whole conceit of the script is what if the ring accidentally falls in the hands of the absolutely wrong guy and they created a whole new character to get mm. the ring. Um, Abin Sewer dies, doesn't correct it. Uh, he Jack Black brings Kilowog to Earth and Kilowog gets drunk. And uh, I thought, okay, I... No, but, that but what, I really liked, what I really liked about the Jackass Corpse. What I really liked about the interview was that was that Rob Smigel said, "Look, I'm a big Peanuts fan, and if I read that I had been hired to write a Peanuts movie, making fun of everything that I held dear, exactly. I would hate me too." Exactly. <laughs> and so, he still cashed the checks. Though. He cashed oh. the checks, but said. You're right. You were right. It shouldn't have been made. It, it it wasn't. Jack Black really wasn't interested in it in the first place. But I got him interested, and then you know they decided to go in a different direction. Yeah, and that was decided because everybody hated the idea. So yeah. good. I'm glad but, they didn't but know I, it. I like reading an interview every now and then where a guy goes, "Yeah, that was a bad decision. Bullet dodged." <laughs> but you know what? I will say this for a Green Lantern movie didn't suck. I had fun. Unlike, because uh, Rick emailed me or commented on my Facebook after I said I had seen it, that um, he would be unlikely to get the DVD. I think, however, I will get the DVD. I, I could watch it I enjoy again. watching it again. I may watch it one more time in the theaters because I had to go to the bathroom a couple times. I got a big wanna, Coke Zero. I want to watch it again just to and see And then my son had to go. I want to see where John no, Stewart already That's seen a it. great excuse. Yeah, so... No, I want to watch it again just so I can see where John Stewart's I totally cameo missed. is. I totally yeah. missed it. I didn't I was, see it. I was looking for it. I know that somebody had been cast as John Stewart, but I was you know, impressed that they went at least deep enough to have his family, his brothers. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a little pushing it. But no, they're, they're, in, they're no, really important now. That to was, it that was fine. So it was, it was a good... I just thought it was like, all right, Reynolds, here's also, your chance to I act. also didn't buy that Blake Lively was anywhere near the same age. Right. right uh, they're supposed to have grown up together. That's like wow, and 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 I got to say, as much as I enjoyed Peter Sarsgaard as Hector Hammond, that guy is so lucky that he became an actor. Because if not, we'd see him on a on a. People just accuse him of being a sexual predator from the opening <laughs> the moment he opens his mouth. He is so creepy. Um, he's so good, and I'm not saying I'm not saying it's yeah, an insult to Peter Sarsgaard. I love him as an actor. But now, didn't, didn't didn't you hate the way he was screaming and pretty much every scene? I think that's bad direction. Oh, okay. But I think Rick and I were talking. About, the other thing I would say is is that when they chose Martin Campbell, and there's nothing about Martin Campbell as much as I've enjoyed movies that he's directed, like Mask of Zorro. I loved Casino Royale. Mm. 
But neither of those films are things that I went, oh, yeah, it's a Martin Campbell movie. Right, right, right. And whereas with Marvel, when you said John Favreau was directing Iron Man, okay, interesting. Ang Lee, as much as I ended up not liking the Ang Lee Hulk, at least he, he had a point of view. Uh, yeah. He had a point of view that he was trying to get across. And even Louis Leterrier in Incredible Hulk. I mean, that guy has, there's a touch. He has a style. Yeah. He has a style. And I just don't feel and like that Martin style Cam- is awesome. Yes. I like, I like the Incredible Hulk. Although um, I didn't like Clash of the Titans. No. But I think there was a lot of other problems with, with right. that one for that. But I will say but this. But you know though. what? Clash of Titans, Warner Brothers movie. Hmm. Where Warner gets very, the studio brass gets very involved. Yeah. And and why does the Batman franchise work right now? Because Christopher Chris Nolan, Nolan is completely keeps on his own. Their dirty hands off. He of it. absolutely does. But I'll say this much: way better than Jonah Hex, right? Oh yeah, right. Okay. But that doesn't bode well for them. They've <laughs> yeah. had Jonah Hex, the losers. The flu is better than Green Jonah Lantern. Hex. You know what? Dave told me it was only eight bucks. I might just buy it on Blu-ray so I can see. Like, I just want to get the coupon. No, the DVD doesn't have the regular DVD of Jonah Hex doesn't really have any extras. Okay, and Jonah Hex is one where I just want to watch the extras to see if anybody on there actually admits, yeah, here's where we went wrong, here's how we went wrong, and <laughs> what That's were we thinking? No, nobody's going to say happen. that, Derek. Uh, no, actually, well, in the, the, best, the, early the days, best you're going to get is a bunch of Megan Fox still shots in a. In a oh, and speaking of that, no, no, no. no I, before we leave, I got a geeky question for you. Oh, a Zorlak question. Justin asked me this after we saw Green. Green Lantern. So mm-hmm. Hector Hammond, um, in the books, his head gets much Bigger. larger. Yes, he's basically and like he's, Modoc. He's and I, that's why I said he's kind of like the Modoc of the DC. But he wasn't world. always. That was that was kind of in the eighties. They updated him to be more like so, Modoc. So in this, they gave his origin as being infected by Parallax, and that's yes. what happened. Is there any connection between the standard Hector Hammond and Parallax or in, the yellow in Jeff Johns's revision of it? I think there is. Okay. Uh, some some sense. Originally, it was that he he got star energy, like some kind of cosmic radiation that made okay. his head bigger. When I mean, it always was a little bigger, so it's but it just wasn't as deformed. But every movie does that once you have it. I mean, did he have a villain name or was he always just Hector, just Hector Hammond? Hammond? Okay, and I would totally say I, I think it's um, what's the uh, the Green Lantern Chronicles? If you want to see a cheap way. Uh, you know, get a relatively inexpensive color version of those early Green Lantern stories, which all still work. I have them okay. in archive. They're in the archive hardbacks. They're they're great. Okay. They're and the Hector Hammond story is there. It's like oh, you know, it's just adjust to the fact that everybody in the sixties, um, DC wrote about characters that were adults. Hector Hammond's like in his forties. You know, there's no. So was there action. a backstory that they all grew up together? No, that no. Was, that that's was just lame. the convenience of. That's the convenience of. Uh, Jeff Johns likes to make everything really neat because he writes comics as a as a movie executive. I mean, right. You know, as, as a movie writer would. You got to make so it he a has a neater. cinematic mind. Yes, well, that's he does. the two of them are standing there. It's a rough night, huh? Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. And, and and again, a credit to good actors because it's certainly not in the script selling that they grew up together. Yeah, and that's the only exchange that's going to tell you that he they know. I thought and just their past. Tim Robbins was phoning it in. I felt like Sarsgaard was phoning it in. Blake Lively was trying really hard, but she don't have it. By the talent. end, she was a little better, but it wasn't like, you know, I believed her in the town when she was Everybody to be said a, she was awesome in that. I'm going to have to watch it. I, I thought she was really good in that. I forgot how young she was. And then this, I, I just could not forget how I young just, she was. She just didn't. Plus, I don't know, I made a point in my review, too, where it's like, he's so... Like supposed to be like attached or infatuated with her, but it's like we start the movie with him in bed with some floozy. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. It's not like, and I never bought their romance. I never bought that he really cared that much about her. Not at all. And so, no. yeah. So I thought that was kind of unbelievable. So just one last question about Hector Hammond, though, because the so his powers are basically telepathy and psychokinesis. Yes, telepathy, okay. psychokinesis, so he can move his own enormous cranium around. Okay. Um, and he has the same motivation, which they started to touch on, is that he loves tasting other people's memories. Not eating them, just tasting them. Just right, tasting them. Right, Because I remember there was a scene in one of the recent books where he, had, he wanted to see... This isn't really spoiling. This is just talking about comics. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know. Okay. I came back for the conversation not caring if it was spoiled or not. Okay. okay. Good for you, man. Thank you for clearing Good for that you. For so here's something that's going to... that I. Uh, I can't do a Dave Tapia impression because Dave would totally be talking about this. Did you hear? Uh, it was not to say that Marvel is going. Marvel pr- 
uh, productions will be skipping Hall H. I saw that entirely at Comic Con this summer. There will be no Marvel movie presentation. There will be presentations about Marvel movies because Sony is bringing Amazing Spider-Man and Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, but Marvel itself will not be doing a panel. Why? Because they did their load last year yep. or throw up? Yep, pretty much. Um, now it doesn't say. That well, they've got really nothing to no, show yet. Shot some Avengers stuff. I mean, they've shot two months worth of Avengers. Well, it's not like they showed any Captain America or Thor when they were there last year. They yes, showed, they did. They, they did. Yeah. They, they showed, showed a, a trailer. The they showed the teaser first where uh, Chris Evans ran with the shield, and they showed a little bit of. They showed the Thor trailer. Um, what's his name? They showed the Thor trailer. Yeah, they, they showed, showed what's his name Red as Red Skull. Skull. Yeah, and it was all raw footage. I mean, they can, they could do that. I think we understand what raw footage is when they say, "Hey, this is raw footage," and they've done it what three or four years in a mm-hmm. row now. Yeah. So, well, you know, the the booth will probably be a mega thing. Like last year, they had uh, Odin's throne, right? That's right. And the shield and ice it. and. Uh, so they'll probably do something like that. And the Infinity Gauntlet. Don't forget that. Oh, I forgot. Well. I didn't actually see it. Saw it. I could never get that close. That's, um, that's why we bring you. I would just I would just say that hopefully next year, well, I, I guess I'm next gonna, year Avengers would have already, would have already uh, aired, but right? But here's the other stunner. Warner Brothers isn't bringing Superman, Man of Steel, or Dark Knight Rises either. Uh, that doesn't surprise me much. No, no last one, year, no last year they had Abensur's corpse in the booth. Yeah, and they did oh, a great. I thought you meant to Hall H. So at all, no, so they're not bringing they're, no, anything I, I, no, no, to the no, floor. No, they're not bringing anything to Hall H. Who knows what they're actually going to do on the floor? Okay, probably not at the DC booth, but pro- but possibly at the Warner Brothers booth. There may be something. They're doing a lot of TV. I've already got the invite or the the schedule for all. Have the TV they given stuff. a reason? Nope. What I heard, which doesn't make any sense, is that they're spending all this money on promoting at Comic Con, and the movies don't, you know, do as well as they thought. Like with the uh, that huge Scott Pilgrim thing they had last year, they spent a yeah. ton of money on that, and Scott Pilgrim didn't do so hot. Nobody told them to build a giant building and have a Scott Pilgrim theme park, so I don't know what their logic yeah. is behind that. Yeah, a yeah. panel. Is a great place to. I mean, because they the, have uh, trouble scaling the side, themselves back. Universal is going to show like, Cowboys and Aliens. Exactly. The whole movie will be there. That's the kind of thing. It doesn't cost you that much. Yeah. Just show the dang movie. Are they going to show it in Hall H? Uh, don't know where they're going to show it yet. They haven't said. But that, if they did that, that'd be kick ass. That would be great. Do a Friday night screening of Cowboys or a Thursday night screening. Because that's when of they Cowboys say like someone's like or for Wednesday example. Night. <laughs> or like when Emerald Knights premiered, or like when no one can see how Nate and I jinx each other with our eyes. When, when uh, they premiered, like the uh, Emerald Knights or any of the Avengers animated movies, they always did it in the big ballroom. Yeah, and yeah. that's where, like, after a long day of comic conning, you could just go kick and back and watch a movie. Get real buzz because it's not just oh the footage we saw looked good. It's like that. Was amazing, right? Oh, but yeah, if, no. they, if they make it like a movie theater where only five hundred people can get in. That's not really debuting it at Comic-Con, right? No. I mean, Scott Pilgrim had about four screenings down at Comic-Con last year. But do we really call that debuting at Comic-Con? But it was still only like you know 500 each. Yeah, it's not the same as, boom, we're really out and there. And Scott Pilgrim failed because they marketed it completely the wrong way. So, the fan, well, I mean, the fans love I mean, the, the people yeah. who see, who saw it loved it. So Yeah, I don't I don't know anybody who's seen it who didn't. The same thing with Kick-Ass, which was the year before that right. people did. Uh, people bought, got the DVD and went. That was a really good movie. Right? Why didn't I know this before? You know. You yeah. Know. So the nerds know what's going on. I'm talking non-nerds. I'm no, saying, no, no. I'm what not I'm saying is, yeah. if they're saying that, oh, we showed it Gomagon and you guys liked it, but then the movie flops, it's like, well, yeah, we know what's going on. You guys are yeah. blowing your marketing. So, well, yeah. don't don't think you have to blow it out and rent a hall outside of the uh, outside of the convention and just put on a good panel and show us some footage mm-hmm. and that's fine. Yeah. You know? And that's part of what made all the Iron Man hype really cool too. Is Favreau put a face on this project before it even started yeah. shooting, and people got behind him and started, yeah. you know, going, "Yeah, Favreau's going to really." And, and you speaking know. of Favreau, Favreau's done something uh, this week that I think is the, the uh, a great choice for his next film. Do you recall what it is? No, I do not. Magic Kingdom, the sort of night of the museum set at Disneyland. Yes, he's got a new screenwriter on board. Can I guess who it is? Sure. Goofy. No. Oh. <laughs> he can't write. Oh. No. Michael Chabon. Awesome. Yeah. Really? Totally awesome Has choice. he written anything yet? Um, yeah. Screenplay quite a few things. Yes, no, no, no. Screenplay. Like, yes, like he wrote, movies. He wrote Spider-Man 2. 
Uh, he got the first. He did the first mm-hmm. draft of Spider Man Two. Did he get uh, credit on that? Yes, I thought it was the other guy, the uh, Alvin other- Sargent. Maybe I don't know. Um, and uh, he wrote the script for John Carter of Mars, which oh. is the other thing I say. Which this is now, the guy who did Cavalier and Clay, right? Yes. Okay. And several other novels didn't that have they, didn't that win an award? Uh, Pulitzer Prize for huh. literature. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that's literature, though. It's totally different medium. Hey, but but if, have you have you uh, read? I, I know I've gone into. Have you read? Have I read what? Cavalier anything. and Clay, or anything no, by I'm Michael Chabon? No. And he wrote Wonder Boys. He's a fantastic. Fantastic yeah. writer. He's great. Wonder Boy? Oh, uh, with uh, Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas. He is Toby prolific. Yes. Okay. He I'll is take an excellent writer. And his comics well. writing has been fantastic. Um, he is just a, he's a great writer. Okay. Did he write all the escapist stuff or the those guest stars? No, other guest, guest people okay. did that. But he wrote a, a Mr. Terrific, uh, Terry Sloan Mr. Terrific uh, story. Uh, he's done some other stories throughout uh, in anthologies and contributed. He's, he's really good. So if you're listening, Mr. Chabon, we love you. He's a local guy. He is. Berkeley. Hmm. Future so, podcast guest it would be nice. Tried it. So uh, anyway, he wrote John Carter Mars, which of course Disney just last week dropped the of Mars part from. They released a poster that said uh, J has a big J, a big C, and a big M on it. So that's what the M should stand for. But they decided that the title of the film is just John Carter. So people, and then if you're listening, it's going to be Mister Carter. That's Carter. Carter. Uh, That's so what I said. listen to you know for for listeners you got to get the word out when people see hear about a movie just called John Carter they may think it's a Denzel Washington social exactly. drama uh, it is actually a classic pulp hero uh, really looking forward to it Edgar Rice from the man who brought you Tarzan. Tarzan convince people they want to see it it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a harder is that going to be all CG though no it's not oh, no okay. it's live action. Pixar's back to way when it was first announced. It was a it was a Pixar film, and I've got friends at Pixar telling me, "No, we never said we were part of it." And like, uh-huh. "No, no, you did." Um, but uh, mysteriously, it, has John Carter been cast? It's almost done. It's almost shot. So who's John Carter? Uh, Taylor Kitsch, who was uh, Gambit. Gambit and, oh. But he's a no. You cannot hold. Uh. You cannot hold any actor responsible uh. for Wolverine. Because you like Ryan Reynolds, you you like you like you. But Jackman. Ryan Reynolds is probably the best thing about that whole movie. Yeah, um, I like Danny Houston. All ten minutes. Uh, you know, no Taylor Kitsch is actually supposed to be really good in Friday Night Lights. Supposedly. Well, I've never watched the show. I'm just saying. Well, so I'm saying he's had a lot of critical uh, acclaim for that. So we'll see. So uh, I will give him the benefit. I of have that. no problem with that. Uh, Willem Dafoe is there as uh, Tars Tarkas, so I'm looking forward to that. So he'll be CG'd. But uh, they're going live. Hopefully, they leave his face. So, so it's basically going to be like so another Pixar green is, Pixar is now <laughs> saying Pixar out. is just helping Disney with that. So who plays the hot chicken? Defoe's face who with is tusks. The, who is Dejah Thoris in in the movie? Dejah Thoris. That's her name. Yes. She sounds like a dinosaur. Uh, why right. don't you go on to the uh, the back issues? There's a Dejah Thoris, Princess of Mars. And tell me, oh, she I'm looks sure like a dinosaur. Hot. Oh yes. Um, so. Anyway, uh, Mike Mignola has said that uh, Guillermo del Toro is done with Hellboy. We're not going to see a Hellboy three. Yeah, I yeah. thought that second one was a good enough period on the sentence. I was yeah. I, didn't. I actually liked the second one better than the I first. Just one. watched the first one again another night. It holds up. But I just, I just didn't feel like I was dying for the the answer of the trilogy because I wanted del- I want I want I want Mike Mignola to tell us. Yeah, everything doesn't have to be a trilogy either. No, no. In fact, that's what that's what James Cameron said about Avatar today. Oh, really? Transition. He's, he said, "I'm doing three films, but they are not a trilogy. They're just three adventures Separate that adventures. happen to play take place on Pandora." And as soon as marketing department gets a hold of it after the third movie's done, it'll say the Avatar trilogy. trilogy. Well, sure. And that's how they'll package the I'm DVD. Okay with that. Yep. So um, there's this director named Nicholas. I don't even know how to spell Nickleby. Pronounce his last name. Nicholas Reffin. R e f n. Rain. Uh, who's directing a movie called Drive that's coming out this summer and is directing, finally, the Logan's Run remake. And he's dying to do the Wonder Woman film. Is that is that totally green-lighted now? That's apparently, well, this is more green-lit than it's ever been before. Uh, William Nolan is a friend of mine. I uh, Yeah. Well, why don't you call him? Get him I on will. as a guest. I will. Uh, so uh, he's been he's been waiting for that movie. He, he gets a lot of money when I'm that movie sure he finally will. gets made. So uh, anyway, I don't really want to talk about Logan's Run. He says I want to talk about. Wait, this wasn't guy Brian once. Singer supposed to be doing yes, Logan's I Run? Yes, I think he's a while still ago? producing it. Like he's producing the X Men First Class movies. Now, Didn't uh, Logan's Run come out a long time ago? Yes, it did. Seventy five. Oh. And was it that big Michael of a York. hit that it? Needed? Oh, it was a big hit at the time. It, it was, was a, a huge hit. hit at the time. Oh, okay. For science fiction, it was, it was the first. It had so, holograms in it. But was it a bigger hit than Fright Night? 
Yes, it was. Hmm. Actually, I saw a trailer for Fright Night this weekend, the remake, and boy, it looks like a very different movie from the original one that I really loved. Um, even though I love David Tennant. Uh, but anyway, Nicholas Raven wants to direct Wonder Woman, and he says, let's throw this casting out, that if, if Warner Brothers lets him direct Wonder Woman, Christina Hendricks is his choice. Wow. That's the big busted one from Mad Men? Yes. Yeah. The redhead, right? Yes. She was also in a production of Company that was only broadcast. It was right. only played in theaters. Yes. Week, and I and missed she it. Could be, um, and she's the voice of Lois Lane in All-Star Superman. Yes. But then you don't know what she's you look like. She's definitely got the qualifications. Yes. Would you agree with that as, a, as an interesting casting choice? I'm, I'm not familiar one? with her acting style, but uh, people seem to like her. So. Yeah. She, she was on Firefly as well. She's she curvy. She's very curvy, yes. Oh, she was on Firefly? Yeah. She was the stowaway? No. The wife? Mal's wife? No, she wasn't a no. regular. She just had a kind of like re- a briefly recurring part, like two or three episodes. Yeah, like with, she, yeah I think that's her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, or not Mal's wife, but like she was like a stowaway, and then okay. no, she was. They tricked him into mar- uh, into. There, it's it's one of those. I think I did see yeah. that. She is good. I like her. Okay, so that's Wonder a, Woman. She is. So that would be a good choice. Let's see what happens. And uh, <coughs> and to, to f- come full circle on the Green Lantern, did you see the Muppet Green Lantern uh, trailer? I think I did. Weekend? Yeah, and I didn't think it was that particularly different. No, I just thought it was funny. I, I like the, the. But wasn't it more of a Muppet movie trailer? Yes, but it starts off looking like a Green Lantern. Right, right, it's right. not easy. And then at the end, they're like, "We promise, it's not in Swedish." Yes, <laughs> that one. Okay. Yes, looking forward to that. Let's move to television. Here's one. I, uh, you know, I'd say I wish Goodson was here because he would have gone nuts for this. It announced yesterday that Showtime is developing 100 Bullets. Ooh. As a television series, did you ever read One Hundred Bullets, Lon? I've read like one issue, like uh, hopefully the first issue. No, it was like later on. But I mean, the uh, the premise intrigued me. How like it's like what a guy shows up and gives you a suitcase or yeah, something. So you've been wrong. untraceable. He gives you a gun with one hundred untraceable bullets. So uh, meaning that you can kill whoever has wronged you, uh, and no one will will pin that murder to you. Hmm. I like it. So a huge moral choice. But as the series progressed, it turned out that there was a huge conspiracy going along. Yeah. So it's a, it's a comic series that seemed, it would totally lend itself to, yeah, a, a few episodes that have these standalone stories as these as these people are given the guns and then seeing how, what they all have in common, tying it together. And TV could – I mean, Showtime could use a good, like – is that what we call an anthology series? I well, mean, but it, 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 it stops being an anthology. Every character that appeared in the first arc – Shows up again, so what oh. appears to be unrelated stories all become related. But do you think they'd write it more? Because, like, for example, look at like the uh, Walking Dead. You know, I like think they would. Go, I think they would go to a. Con- I think they would go to a conspiracy. I think they would make oh, sure okay. it's a type because fact, that's what people love. Right in now. fact, they would mm. probably shortcut to the conspiracy aspect of it. Maybe I find that less interesting. I think like a week. Well. Maybe well, they're right. not going to be able to do as many. Uh, they they wouldn't be betting on as many episodes to make it a full. But thing. like, remember, like in like in the eighties, you had a lot of like like you had like the Twilight Zone oh, series a lot of and a lot of yeah. yeah, and it was all just like you know B actor of the week, you know, and they put them yeah. out a funny story. And like, I, I I don't think we've had those in a while. It could could be kind of fun. I don't know, I like catching those. Absolutely, yeah, those are you know tune in this week and fun, see what yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, time for the anthology to make a comeback. It's just not the storytelling style in television right now. Right now, yeah. People so. like an ongoing because then it forces them to come back every week and they mm-hmm. talk to their friends and, oh, my God, did you see what's happening on Game of Thrones this week? Oh Just like God. that? Yeah. Well, people people like anthologies because they don't have to follow the whole thing. Well, I don't think catch people like anthologies want. anymore, though. No, Unfortunately, people, people, like, people like it. It's the studios like continued stories and keep people coming back. Yeah. Sure. Reality TV. That's true too. And oh my God! You still have it on real housewives. Because I, I say when you, I, I think when you say people like Rick, I think it's people like you that people still do have, like that still have patience for anthologies. <laughs> I don't think I don't, I, I don't think the audience they either want a story that's going to continue. A bit, I, I think an audience will see a, like one story, maybe like a one shot episode, and then that's not enough to hook them. And they're moving, they're on to the next reality series. Um, Should happen in Bad Girls Club? (laughs) Good lord! (laughs) People are just waiting. It frightens me how many you know. I I don't know. I couldn't name any. They're just hoping to be the next Lost. That's Uh, what. That's what everybody wants. Maybe. And we're getting Powers uh, has been locked down. The cast of Powers, and I'm kind of bummed out about it. Okay, so uh, Rick, have you been aware of this? Uh, Uh, That they cast. Let let him guess. Okay, Walker. 
Take a guess. Who's going to be Walker? Cause, cause Jason. I, I have no idea. Jason Patrick. Okay. Uh, as as Walker. And who's Not Jason who Patrick? Uh, he's Speed Two. Jackie Coogan's yeah. grandson. Um, what has he done recently? He remember? was in the Losers. He was the villain in the Losers. Oh God, that's right. Uh, he was and, terrible in that. And, and he's normally a good actor. He was terrible in the Losers. I totally agree with. Um, I was disappointed because they 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 had been talking up till now that they were asking Kyle Chandler. See if Who was would do it. awesome in Super 8. Yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah, well, my daughter said he was awesome in oh, Super okay. 8. Um, but his star was rising. So but he, he kind of has that look. You know, that to me, that's Walker. You know, he, he's well, here's the thing with Walker. Guy. Walker yeah, yeah. has to have a sensitivity. Because the cool thing about Powers is, in this world of crazy superhero-ness and where the partner... What was the partner's name? Dean Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Where Pilgrim's going, oh my God, what the f is going on? Yeah. He always has this this calmness yeah. that is that you know gr- is grounded, and we well, find out later. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we find why? out later why. But the point is, is like I don't see Jason. Jason Patrick has that maniacal. Kyle calmness. Chandler had to me that aura of sensitivity. He, he's he's seen it all. He's okay. Yeah. You know. And he's just, he can play mellow. Whereas yeah. Jason Patrick, if he plays mellow, you're always suspicious of what he's else. Pull is the going gun. On. Right. Can and we so get Putty to play these guys? I mean, Putty should be everybody, right? But uh, you know, the thing is, you look at, you look at, he can too. But you look at Patrick Warburton and you expect humor. Right. Yeah. He's, he's had a couple dramatic roles yeah. and nobody knows him for those. He was know? perfect for the tick and that's where it ends. Well, he was good in The Emperor's New Groove too. Uh, okay. He was voice. Fine. He was also perfect for Putty. Yes, yeah. I saw true. a Patrick Warburton movie at a film fest one year where he played like a guy dying of cancer or something. Oh, I, I and he was putty the whole way through, <laughs> and I was just like, best um, cancer movie ever. Yeah, well, he's really good depressing. in the dish. Uh, it's a movie about the Australians uh, during the uh, but Apollo. Did he launch? talk like this the no, whole time? No, oh, okay. no. He's totally. He's a NASA scientist who's been assigned to be on the in Australia. I'll have to take a look. It's a really cute little movie. I just um, haven't seen him play anybody no, other I than understand. Patrick Warburton. I understand. Uh, so the Dean of Pilgrim is Lucy Punch. <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were doing like Hawaiian Punch. Joke it's weird. It's like three days ago, I totally scripted that. In fact, let me open oh, this okay. Lon punches me while... <laughs> Lucy Punch wasn't casted three weeks ago. Three days ago. Uh, no, okay. she was cast uh, yesterday, actually. So um, I'm not familiar with her, but I looked her up on IMDb, and she looks like she could... She's physically the thing that like Dina Pilgrim be. I think she's a good choice. She's a good actress. I've seen her be dramatic. I've seen her be comedic in a bunch of British films. Pilgrim is basically the heart of Powers. I mean, like you don't. Pilgrim is the audience. You know what I mean? Like she's yeah. Where it all shifts the, later, but certainly sure. for the first couple of seasons of a television series, she yeah. absolutely is the anchor of that thing. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. So, so I think where where that's going to fail, it, that all rests on Jason Patrick's shoulders. If he's a convincing. Uh, Walker. Walker, then it might work. But I don't see him as Walker. I think the other thing about that is you have to make sure that the, the they are the core cast. And then every one of their stories, they bring in another cast for the for the action. And, and it's going to be – it's one of those things where you're going to see the superheroes doing superheroic things off in the distance. Mm-hmm. But when they're under investigation or whatever, they're just like standing there and having a conversation it's with you. It's going to be a lot like Smallville. And so it's <laughs> – <laughs> well, the most you're going to see superheroes, you're going to see them dead. Well, no, I mean, they're then they interview the other superheroes about that. that yeah, but usually they're all like retired. Well, you're just thinking about who killed Red no, Girl. No, but in the storyline, I thought they were no. In the first, in the first couple, in the first of, arc, they're not banned, right? They're not banned. They're not banned until right. the third arc. Okay, yeah. okay, you're right. So, but it's going to be dependent upon the directing right. to make that part consistent. I thought, and no, useful. I thought from the very beginning, they no, were, no, no, no. I thought they all went underground. No, That's why he quit. Not at all. No, they that was that was after the first year. All right, that was it. I could have swore that that was against the law. There were still others operating. No, outside no. it, but no, it was it was okay. I'll have to double check in the, in the arc. Uh, so um, and then a one failed graphic novel collection pilot that's uh, been announced that it's going to be shown at Comic Con. As we are going to get a chance to see if we wish to lock and key. Oh. Didn't that get it. dropped by Fox? Yeah, though? it got dropped by Fox. But Joe Hill tweeted this morning that they're going to show they're it. They're going to show it. They're wow, show it Comic Con's going afterwards. back to its roots. Definitely want to see that, especially yeah. since I'm not ever making. So it I think it. if I read correctly, it's either Thursday or Friday morning at ten thirty. So you want to? <sighs> I know you're barely getting up then. I know. I'm sorry, Nate. I'm 
sorry. But anyway, I knew I, I when I saw that news. I thought, yeah, yeah Rick's yeah. definitely going to want to get in, into that. So we'll see. Um, and then just for Rick and myself, Neil Gaiman is in negotiations with uh, whoever does the Doctor Who novels to novelize the Doctor's wife and expand every put it back in everything. Oh, that, that he had to would cut. be excellent. So that's excellent for us. Yeah, and. Uh, that's all I got this week. You got anything else you guys want to talk about? Um, uh, um, I can think of. I'm thinking of bologna sandwich. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I dinner. Know. What time is it? Yeah, yeah, uh, I guess it's time to go. Certainly on uh, Miracle Day. What, uh, uh, still July eighth. Not really. There's an app coming. You can go. That's onto, what it was. Onto i iTunes. Three bucks up. for all ten episodes. The uh, first one's like free. An audio uh, action or what, I, what I, is the I haven't looked at it myself, but it's. Uh, I know that they're selling them. The first a, one's free, and they sell the other three. Other first one's free. They sold three. Sets of three. Thanks, stars. And uh, all for a dollar, you get the next three, and a you know. And so at the end, you pay three dollars for the whole thing. I am going to say, fine, Rick. Before Does we go, it? we should we should just wrap up Game of Thrones. What do you think? And have a minor um, Comic Con complaint. I was uh, I was perfectly fine with the with the way they did the ending. Uh, in the book, uh, uh, Danny, her hair is burnt off. Mm. Uh, and they left it, and I was wondering if they're going to do that, but they didn't, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, because the you fact mean all of her hair, right? All of her hair, okay. yes. Uh, even the stuff that the dragon was hiding. Um, I don't know what he's talking about. I know you don't. <laughs> uh, I thought the dragons were well animated, uh, just just perfect for that scene. Um, yeah, what did you think? Um, I, okay, so now that it's over... Remember how we it's started over. at the beginning of I mean, the series started. coming out or whatever, right? I was kind of like, I don't know. I'm not too sold on it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so after now that the whole series has ended, uh, it won me over. Good. Um, I think it won a lot of like new, you know, like a lot of people weren't, weren't sure about it and they just caught on like gangbusters. Um, and overall, I just thought it was a compelling drama and fun you know, little uh, you know, medieval piece. So yeah. the only thing that sucks now is now I'm hooked, now and I've got to wait a year. 2012. So now it's like all these cool shows I are coming out. And I got to wait every I year now to find you know. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, did you ever watch Deadwood? It was the same way then. You had to wait no. forever for, the and next then it season. didn't finish. And then yeah, it, and then it didn't finish. Yeah, so that's what's kind of bumming me out. So but it's like HBO give these guys bigger episode orders. Yeah, I, I do. I do want to say that I'm, I'm really pleased. Back to Torchwood just a little bit is that uh, stars. Uh, we get Torchwood before the BBC does. That's nice. So it's finally turnabout is fair play. Ha yep. ha ha! They can download illegally. Uh, we, we did find out, however, with uh, Game of Thrones that the second that they're going to call it Game of Thrones all the way through, mm. even though it's actually I suspected they would. The yeah. Song of Ice and Fires. I know, Rick. And it's the okay. second book is The Clash of Kings, but it's season two Game of Thrones. But uh, yeah, maybe fine. it'll have like a cool subheading. Did, we never talked about Tyrion going to war. That was pretty cool. Wasn't that awesome? <laughs> oh, Dinklage is... Dude, I, I love watching Dinklage, no Dinklage. matter what. Dude, so he's I'm awesome. Alive. Derek loves Dinklage, too. I do love Dinklage. Now, you had a minor Comic-Con complaint? He's minor Comic-Con complaint. So, last week or the week before, I went online. Because last year, Comic-Con sold parking passes. You could park directly underneath the convention center yeah. for 10 bucks. You could park in the Hilton parking lot or whatever it is over the side there for 10 bucks. And then they had the other parking lots that were over 20 25 bucks. So I went on. They didn't have it up yet. Today, my girlfriend calls. Hey, I got an email from Comic-Con. They have that parking thing again. It's already sold out, and she just got the email. Yeah. So I'm assuming they put it up, you know, at some point before today, yet decided not to tell me until it was too late. Thanks a lot, Comic-Con. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Why aren't you staying, like... Five miles away. <laughs> oh, really? I thought you were saying shuttle, man. You got to take the oh, shuttle. Well, the shuttle is available, but you know, oh, it's it was very convenient parking directly underneath the convention. But center getting out is hard, inside. though. Getting dude. in and out of that it place wasn't is that a bad. It, I, mm. I'll be honest. And yeah. not only that, but the shuttle supposedly stops running at what eight? I think this no sh- shuttle I, goes to no, goes two, late. Yeah. two in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure. Schedule I, I, I saw it. We, we, we took, took a, yeah, yeah, we, we partied and then took a shuttle back. Yeah. Well, here's hoping they're doing that again yeah. this year. Yeah. I think in general, the communication seems to have had a, a problem this year. I think you know the, as they try to to integrate better systems for things. 
I think they failed in, in a lot of ways. I'm, I'm not happy with the hotel lottery concept. It just doesn't the seem hotel to be working. Horrible. Well, I'm happy with the hotel because I got one. <laughs> yeah, okay. I got one that's only three miles away. And I'm happy with Dave Tapia. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, for Dave. So, uh, well, that's on that all we note. got then. Uh, on that note, this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. If you have any questions, comments, compliments, or commentary, write into editor at FanboyPlanet.com or sandpaper at FanboyPlanet.com. Why did you hit my arm? Oh, oh, you want me to say something? Yes. Um, this is Lon, still going to Comic-Con, Lopez. Cross from us. Nate Costa, if you'd like to buy my shoes, shoe <laughs> pimp Nate Dizzle. On eBay. Great. Size 12. Thanks. Couple 11 and a half. Hey, clowns. 13s. Hey, clowns. <laughs> this, episode, this episode of Fanboy Planet Podcast is brought to you by the Shoe Pimp. <laughs> and this is Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers only for good. Don't drink and drive. Bad, no one will ever hear that. <laughs> and thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com.